The Legal Corner Podcast Series. Welcome to today's episode of The Legal Corner, a podcast which covers a variety of legal issues to keep you informed. Hosted by attorney at law Colin Dinoon and communication specialist Leonardo Torres. It's good to be back with you on the Legal Corner podcast series. In this, our penultimate episode for season two. Our distinguished guest today is Mr. Jamel Brown, and the theme for today's episode will be Spotlight on Youth, the Jamel Brown story. Just to tell you a bit about him, Jamel Brown is a master's student in International Public and Development Management Program at the University of the West Indies. He also has a bachelor's degree in public policy and management with minors in international relations, as well as a diploma in paralegal studies. He is highly involved in youth leadership locally, regionally, and internationally. And he's involved with in several leadership roles, including a member of the UNESCO Global Youth Community, a member of the Generation Democracy, a Harvard University Aspire Leader, a Youth Advocate for Jamaica Youth Advocacy Network, a former Caribbean Youth Fellow for the International Republican Institute based in the U.S., former Ambassador for the World Literary Foundation and National Youth Policy Reviewer for the Caribbean Regional Youth Council. A service to youth who are also students is quintessentially a part of the youth dynamism of the University of the West Indies, Uwe Mona campus, where he was given the premier award for leadership for the category of male for his excellence in to the university community. This includes but is not limited to to being a UWE stat ambassador, the external affairs chairperson, for Yui Mona Gill Commuting Students, the Opportunity Hub Facilitator for the Commuters Opportunity Hub, where he has shared over 6,000 opportunities to date with over 2,000 UE students. Recently, he was selected as a 2023 30 Under 30 Maker Awards honoree for his continued service to all youth in Jamaica and the Caribbean as well as the diaspora. Good day to you, Jamel, and welcome to the Legal Corner. Yes, um, thank you for reaching out on LinkedIn, a professional platform that has served my development on this youth leadership journey. And I'm grateful for the invite because um, this gives me a platform where I can share my insights on my journey and what it took to become um, a leader, to become the leader that I am that I am um, today to help persons, um, not just in Jamaica, but um, but in the Caribbean and even the diaspora, if it needs, if it needs be. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to come on. Thank you very much. Great, Jamal. Uh, tell us a bit about your background because I was really touched by your whole story when I saw it on LinkedIn, and hence the reason I wanted to have you on. So tell us a bit about your background, how you grew up, and Things like that. 
My name, my name is Jamie Brown, as I, I would have stated earlier. And I am an youth leader, a youth activist. I am from the country Jamaica. I'm involved in several youth councils, um, several youth organizations. And one of those organizations would have um, would have um, given me the ability would have given me ability to help persons by creating an opportunity hub at the University of the West Indies, Mona campus, and also it extends to the Western Jamaica campus. Um, I didn't notice that it was going to extend at first, but due to its popularity, it was able to um, help persons not only at Mona, but also at the Western Jamaica campus. Um, beyond that, Beyond, beyond becoming a youth leader, youth activist, I'm also a person coming from the university um, community of Toyo, where I'm grateful for all the initiatives that I've done to help persons who would have come from marginalized communities and, and who would have been affected in society. I'm grateful for the opportunity I've given to, um, to aid others on their journey. And that's me. Jamal, well, Basically, I know you would have come from a very sort of, you know, if I want to call it a difficult situation, um, where your, I believe you said that your dad would have been selling nuts and these different things like that. Uh, so I just wanted to tell us a bit how that was like, you know, what sort of challenges you would have encountered with that sort of uh, background. Okay, so being in a state, you know, it's not easy because... I grew up in a small also a very, very small also with several siblings and my mom and 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 also my father was there at times. it's a child my daughter and also my mom and domestic workers who 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 watch people's clothes for a living. So growing up it would have been a difficult difficult time for me as an as not just a youth, but also a person coming from a marginalized community and a marginalized space, where I would have seen many persons like me who didn't get to live their dreams, who, get, who didn't get the opportunity to be great, who didn't get the opportunity to um, further their, um, their education up to tertiary, um, ter up to the tertiary level, because persons would normally stop at 10 grade or 11 grade. After or even after they complete in year sixty, if they're that fortunate. So I'm coming from a place where many used to get the opportunity that I did. And I got the opportunity that I did because I would I would have, have that resilience, that spirit, that persistent um spirit to, to continue in, in the face of adversity. Like for instance, if I didn't have lunch money to go to school, I'm going to walk to school. I'm going to hard days. I, I didn't even have. I didn't even have iron. I didn't even have an iron to press um, my uniform most days, and and most days I wouldn't wear my uniform crush to school. Uh, most days I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't have the necessary resources, but I pushed on. I pushed on, and I continued. So I took it step by step by step. And in that moment of crying, in that moment of never giving up. Even in times when I felt like I didn't matter, I felt that my life didn't really matter given the circumstances that I, I was in. And I'm grateful for continuing, continuing 
and I'm grateful for reaching a point in my life where I'm now able to help others on their journey. Given that I didn't really have, when I first started out, I didn't have a lot of help compared to the help that I have now. I have sufficient amounts of um, resources and help from persons who have right. invested in me. Great. Jamel, now I know you would have overcome these challenges and you went to UE and, so, and stuff like that. So how was your experience as a student at UE and you... Um, my experience at the University of the West Indies Mona Campus was um was amazing because when I first started out, I wouldn't say it was one without challenges because when I first started out at the university, it was my dream school. I always wanted to go. But when I first started out there, I didn't have the money, I didn't have the resources, I didn't have the um, I didn't have any idea or I'm or I'm going to pay for this semester school fee or first year school fee, let alone moving on to the remaining um, years of tertiary education. And in that moment, I was able to, I was able to get scholarships that aid in my journey. But that wasn't easy at all because I would have went through the year hardship to get those scholarships. But I remember times where I have to use my phone to do presentations, classwork attending classes in COVID to manage and maintain my grades so I can get scholarships, to apply for scholarships because I realize I didn't have the resources, but I know if I find myself, I can get them, I can get the money and I can get the resources to apply for scholarships to continue education. I'm paid off in the sense that I was able to graduate last year with honors and I'm grateful for that opportunity to not only break the cycle of struggle and poverty, but also become the first in my family to do so. And also reflecting a change in my community, showing other persons that, hey, I can do it too. I can become that person who adds on to other persons' value. Right. Now, talk to us about the Commuting Students Committee. What does that involve? The Uimona Commuting Students Committee is a sub-committee under the Uimona Guild. So it's uh, basically a, a committee that um, it's for commuting students to help them at the University of the, at, at the University of the West Indies Mona campus. So we are a committee that is geared with initiatives, events, and different activities geared towards helping students on the campus, and as well as uniting and advocating for all commuting students. Students who, um, for example, who, um, do, who do not live on all. So it's regular students who commute um, on a daily basis to the University of the West Indies morning campus. So on that position, on that committee, I, I was an external affairs chair person. And in that position, I was able to do a lot of initiatives, events, and different activities to care towards helping students. And, and, and in that position, it, I was given the opportunity to create the opportunity of, and, and in the opportunity of, I was able to service um, today, up to today, over 2,000 US students at the University of the West Indies, Mona, to the university. I know that as part of the 
a mutant students committee, there was this whole aspect of a hub. So what was the reason behind creating this opportunities hub and what does it entail or consist of? So the reason behind the opportunity hub was my, it was about uh, basically my upbringing. So I, growing up, I, I was segregated and lacked the opportunities to create the life that I wanted. So when I reached um, this level and I was able to get the support and get opportunities that I didn't know existed, I wanted to know, um, create a space where the opportunity wasn't in the hands of the privileged, wasn't in the hands of persons who, who are at a certain level, who can, who, can, who can be the only persons who can access it. No, I wanted to create a space where everybody could access all opportunities at all levels towards their development as well as students, youth activists, youth, um, youth development practitioners if they wanted to be, or youth leader or different different spectrum or different areas in society. There, there, there is no limit to what, um, towards opportunities that are posted in the opportunity of because we post scholarships. I say we because it's it's an initiative um, created created by me, but in in in, in the process of making it a reality, I was able to open different positions to bring on um opportunity of opportunity of opportunity of coordinator as well as different volunteers um in the past and now to help me with the opportunity of to make it a success. At this point, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back and thank you for staying with us. Uh, Jamal, before the break, you were just giving us a bit of a rationale for the genesis of this opportunity hub that was created under your leadership. So as we're in the second half of the interview, we're just going to shift gears a bit now. And I want you to tell us, what would you say provides the motivation for your passion for youth advocacy? Um, so my motivation and passion for my advocacy, um, as I would have mentioned earlier, stems yeah, earlier when I was talking about the opportunity of um, stems really from my upbringing, my lack of resources, my way of how oh, I would have seen life later on now as I'm a young adult and also a youth. Um, so my upbringing as a lot. Um, that to say about my passion and my motivation to why I really do what I do now for youths, um, to volunteer at an extensive basis to help all youths without really benefiting from it. I do it because growing up as someone who didn't really have the support, who didn't really have the motivation, who didn't really have the passion or 
or the support of others to help me along my journey was very painful because I didn't know the person I was going to be. And coming from my area, society already labeled you and, and put you in a box, labeled you as an at-risk youth or an unattached youth or an innocent youth. And they label you in a way that you feel like you can't be anything than those things. And it's very difficult for me as a youth to move away from that. So my motivation really comes from that, comes from seeing through that broken things and saying, you know what, I'm going to in inspire other persons who are going through the similar um, interactions in life to say, hey, you can be anything you want to be. You can be the change. You can change that narrative that persons think about you. I know you have been all over the world. You have met different people and so on. So who would you say was the most interesting person that you have met thus far? The most interesting person um, that I would have met, oh, this is a hard one because I've met a lot of interesting persons around the way. Um, I would say the most interesting person that um, the most interesting person that I would have met would have been on the starting out of my journey. I would say Suche Baswell. Um, he, he is a youth leader. Um, so he was somebody who inspired me to become a youth leader. Um, to to shift the narrative, if you um, if you mean. Damala, I would just like to thank you very much for taking the time to come on our podcast. I wish you all the best in your future endeavors and I will continue to follow you online. Thank you for listening to the Legal Corner podcast series. For more information, please visit us at our Facebook or Instagram pages or send your comments to thelegalcornerpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.